This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. Good morning, I'm Roshan Kanesan and welcome to Raise Your Game. This month on the show, we're going to be exploring four key factors of personal branding. These four factors are appearance, behavior, communication and digital, which form the ABCDs of personal branding according to today's guest. We're going to tackle these four individually across four weeks here on the show, starting today with A appearance. Love it or hate it, our appearance plays a role when it comes to our personal brands and how people perceive us. And while this can be incredibly subjective, it's an especially important part of working as we often act as in-person representatives of the organizations that we work for or run. With that in mind, today on Raise Your Game, Renika Singham, founder of Image Revamp, a personal branding and image consultancy, joins me to discuss the do's and don'ts when it comes to appearance and personal branding. If you have any questions for her, please drop us a WhatsApp at 18 789 If we can't address it today, we'll be sure to address it next week when she's back on the show. Uh, we're going to be getting into the basics of how to dress to impress, the keys of personal grooming and the fundamentals of dress codes, as well as the importance of having the right fit. Renika, welcome to the show. Hi, thanks for having me. Um, you know, Renika, uh, we have a little bit of history here because I saw you at the financial planning uh, conference last year yeah. where you did a 90-minute session on uh, personal branding. You focus on dressing, I think, on right. appearance at that point. Yeah. And that 90-minute session was, uh, <laughs> it went by like that, right? It yeah. was a super engaging conversation. So Thank this you. session here has been a long time in the making. Um, so before we get mm. into the, you know, the keys, uh, that, the keys of the kingdom when it comes to appearance, tell us a little bit about yourself and the work you do as a personal branding trainer and coach. All right, sure. Hi, everyone. Um, so basically what I do is I talk about all things with regards to branding of people. So people, including entrepreneurs as well as professionals who want to have an edge over um, others in their organization, and that truly helps them with their career progression. So that's for individuals. I also do help uh, organizations if they want to really brand their employees to be very in line with their company brand strategies. So that's basically what I do. Right. So there's two things here, right? There's yeah. one that's your personal branding, yeah. but also as an employer or a business owner, yeah. you may want your employees to represent the company in a certain light, right? Definitely, yeah. Um, so today we're talking about appearance, right? Mm. And you know, we often hear uh, that it takes less than seven seconds to build a first impression. Right. And if you start off on the wrong foot, it can take time to offset that first impression, right? Mm. Um, I've often heard that it can take up to seven, eight more occurrences in order to offset that first oh, impression that you've yeah. had. Yeah. Um, so let's start off with the key elements of an appearance strategy. Um, what are the key elements of an appearance strategy when you speak to clients? Okay. So the first thing I always tell clients, right, is that it's true. Seven seconds. That means you don't even get to say anything. Literally, you're just standing there and people already form an impression. Before you say hello already, it's done. Exactly. <laughs> so I, I always use the example of like when you're in an elevator, right, and you're just standing there and, you know, you see a stranger walking in. Automatically, in your mind, you have formed an impression of of this person, whether you're guessing what this person does for a living or you have an adjective in mind, that's how first impression works. So when it comes to appearance strategy, right, there are a couple of things I always tell clients uh, to consider upon. It's not just about looking good because I think that's very easy to achieve, but it's about looking right. Uh. Yeah. So I think it really involves things along the lines of like understanding your body type, of course, those are some parameters like your color, what suits your skin tone. But that aside, it's also 
also important to understand what sort of perception do you want to really portray when people see you for that first few seconds. I like what you're saying here yeah. because it's not that there's okay, there's one way to look good. Yeah. There's one correct appearance. It really depends on the individual, the type of work you do. Right. You know, maybe if you're an entrepreneur, there's a different kind of look you're going yeah. for as opposed to, you know, the CEO of a multinational company. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so there are different things that are at play here. Mm-hmm. Um, so with all that in mind then, uh, let's start with this. How do you talk to your clients about appearance then, right? At the very start, mm. um, uh, take us through that kind of process. Okay. So I think the first thing I always tell clients is that appearance is important simply because it gives you one foot in. So when you start deciding that you want to really go into the whole personal branding journey, A, which is appearance, always has to be first because of that first impression, right? So I always ask my clients, now that you want to go through this whole personal branding journey, um, what is really your objectives, mm-hmm. right? Like what, what do you want to achieve in these three to five years and why did you decide to do this? That's my first question to them. So after they share with me, right, it could, um, the, the reasons could really vary from um, either they come to me because they really don't know what suits them. So that's an easy thing if you ask me, right? But the difficult one is where they tell me that, you know, their plans is that they want to progress in their careers. There's a lot of sort of competition in their organization, you know, things like that, right? Um, which they want to really have an edge over other people. That's why they come for branding. So whatever the reasons are, we always take them through um, three big elements in the beginning. First of all, I want them to always understand, right, currently in the status quo, what sort of impression are they giving people? Do they even know? Ah. Yeah, because I think, you know, you have to have some level of self-awareness before you even venture into this. Because if you don't know where you are at right now, how do you achieve that brand that you want to have, right? So first thing is really that awareness of where you're at. And then we go into like, okay, what are some objectives you want to get, right? You want to um, move into a C-suite level um, after three years, or you want to be seen as someone who is, you know, the right person for the job. Whatever that is, will help you to understand how to plan your looks based on your objectives. That's really interesting. So it's mm. not just about, you know, the, the image that you're portraying here, but it, it really ties into career development as well, yes. the way you're positioning this. Uh, and I'm presuming that this is only one factor of things that get you in your career, right? You can't, yeah. you can't depend on personal branding to get oh, you to yeah. the C-suite <laughs> just, you know, without substance. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I always say that substance is already an expectation, you know. And I think if you really just worked on your personal brand and you have no substance to support that, that is even worse, you know. Yeah. So that is like uh, empty tin, right? Makes oh, yes. Of, yeah. <laughs> you can dress up the tin as much as you want, but there's nothing in there. The minute they start talking, right? <laughs> so um, I like how you've put all that together and kind of given us a little bit of a, that nuance as well, right? Because I think there is a stigma sometimes people get when, oh, you you look, concentrating on your appearance shouldn't mm. be a main priority. It should be the substance. Yes, mm. obviously that is the most important part is having the substance as well. But this is here's the dressing. This is the cherry on top of the image, overall image that you're portraying. Right. Um, and this plays a role for companies as well, right? Because mm. there are companies that want their employees to look a certain part or look in a certain way that represents their companies, right. whatever that branding may be. Yeah. Um, how does one go about that process? Maybe give us a sense for, you know, for the employers or the uh, business owners that are listening mm. to this right now. Right. How do you go about this process? Because it's okay. easier said than done. You yeah, know? yeah. I, I often get a lot of business owners or even HR managers telling me that, okay, my, my employees look good, but don't look right lah. 
for some mm. reason I cannot pinpoint why what exactly is this but they just don't really look the part they always mm. tell me that they can't really describe it right and the answer is pretty simple it's because they don't look um, as per your company brand so the first thing I always get business owners or even HR managers to really sit down with me and envision is that if I were to describe your company as a person how would that person look like mm. yeah and then we go through a very detailed uh, stream of questions just to kind of make this brand um, whatever brand that is come to life um, and that process right helps these people understand okay so now I understand that this is how my company brand should look like in an individual for example my employees or even myself as a business owner so that's how uh, employee branding should start with because if I were to just come in and tell your employees like okay you want to look good wear a blazer example right um, it doesn't work right now because every industry is so different uh, some industries perhaps need you to look very traditionally corporate but mm. some is industries don't right so all these things boil down to your company's direction your company's brand direction how do you want these people to look actually yeah if I had to wear a blazer or a suit to work I think, I think I might revolt <laughs> you know uh, but that's I guess the different uh, the media working media has a different yeah. branding about it a mm -hmm. different appearance that is expected yeah. um, and it's nuanced right so uh, just out of curiosity mm. um, while a company may be looking for a certain look do you find that different departments in a company will also need different nuances when it comes to the personal branding mm. like do you expect the accountants to you know Dress have a certain the way. same uh, same appearance or at least the same quote-unquote right look as opposed mm. to you know the sales team or okay. the business, business development folks right so um, in today's world yes Right, there needs to be a consistency in every department and the reason being is because I always say that um, a consumer's experience to the brand might not necessarily be with the client-facing people. So example, let's say if you talk about a hospital, I always like to use this example, right? In a hospital, it's not just the nurses or the front desk that give you the good experience, right? Even the security guard. Or let's say the finance manager comes around from the mm -hmm. office and goes to the lobby area and you bump into them, right? And you had a really bad impression of that person that could also ruin the company's brand. So everyone needs to consistently um, maintain a look, right, that's very in line to the company's brand. It's also about expectations, I guess. That's right, right yeah. Uh, Renika, we've got to go into a few messages. Uh, when we come back, though, we got, uh, we're going to be talking a little bit more about the fundamentals of dressing mm. and how it differs between someone who is self-employed versus employees. That could be an interesting one to get into. Mm. Folks, I've been speaking with Renika Singham, founder of Image Revamp, a personal branding and image consultancy, and we've been talking about the importance of appearance when it comes to personal branding. I'm Roshan Kanesan. You're listening to Raise Your Game. Keep it here at BFM 89.9, the business station. Bright, formidable media. BFM 89.9, the business station. Welcome back to Raise Your Game. I'm Roshan Kanesan and this morning I've been speaking with Renika Singham, founder of Image Revamp, a personal branding and image consultancy. Today on the show, we're getting into the do's and don'ts when it comes to appearance and how it plays into personal branding. So Renika, um, as I teased before the break, uh, let's get into the fundamentals of dressing okay. uh, and how it differs between someone who is self-employed versus employees, especially based on the clients that you've engaged mm. with in the past. Right. Okay. So I think when you're self-employed or you're a bus I mean, business owner, entrepreneur, um, it is very important to understand how do you want to project yourself versus the other people in your industry. 
right? So the direction that we always take with individuals is a lot more uh, specific, is a lot more customized. Um, and I think it, a lot of times, right, I always encourage business owners or entrepreneurs to inject some of their personality and character into their appearance as well, mm-hmm. right? Um, and this is really important because um, especially in any sort of industries that are highly saturated, right? Like you definitely want to stand out, but you want to be very subtle about it. Like you don't want to be um, sort of, I always joke like, you don't want to be a clown in your industry, Mm -hmm. right? So how do you subtly um, stand out, go for any networking events? People still remember you in that way um, and yet you're still able to maintain your authentic self. So that's how I always share with my individual clients. I I guess Mm. also, you know, it's uh, it's down to intention as well, right? Maybe if your branding is to be the clown in the industry for a particular reason, you know, (laughs) you go against the grain, get attention. Um, But there are always going to be pros and cons to each of these. uh, And... Um, you have to, I guess, consider that. Yeah. You know, but when we talk about employees versus self-employed, talking about dressing, uh, for some reason, as we were, as we were talking, I was thinking about. So, do, if I want to connote innovation, do I have to wear glasses and a turtleneck like Steve <laughs> Jobs? You know, like. Uh, but obviously, you know, yeah. substance is really important when it yeah. comes to things like that. It's not just about how you dress and faking it till you make it. True. True. All right, Renika. So w- that was the that was self-employed business owners. Um, talk mm. to us about the employee side then. Okay. So unfortunately, I know this is going to sound very like an unpopular (laughs) opinion okay however if you're working for an organization you're appearance, right? The way how you look has to be very in line with the company's brand. So I get this a lot, especially with my Gen Z uh, participants in any corporate trainings. They always ask, they always ask me, um, why can't I inject some of my individual um, style and flair into the way I dress? Then I would always say to them, you know, if your industry allows you and if your industry dictates that you need to have that particular style and flair, then go right ahead. But if not, if it's a very traditionally corporate sort of uh, organization, then no, it has to follow the company's brand because you are underemployed. Yeah, so that's something that I want everyone to kind of understand. When I share in uh, corporate trainings, I always uh, put the company's brand first in mind. And then I teach all the participants how to dress based on their body type, their color analysis and stuff like that. But the main objective always goes back to the company's brand. So yeah, following up on those two points there yeah. and taking back to earlier you talked about the right fit right mm-hmm. and because again the right fit for one company or one uh, person may not be the right fit for another company's employees right. or another self-employed or business owner right um so what does it mean to have the right fit then when it comes to appearance and person and dressing so the right fit basically is encompassing of few elements right the first thing is more on the technical aspect so the right fit means fit well on your body fit well on your based on your skin tone your height your your size you know those things are more on the technical aspect and if you ask me based on the years that I've done this this is the easiest part yeah this is the easy thing to do right but the right fit also means um, who is the target audience that you're trying to impress here mm. that's something that you really need to be very certain about so even if you're an employee you're working for someone there is an audience that you're trying to impress right so you need to also factor that in when you're thinking about how to you know design how you want to appear right so the first is technical the second is the target audience and the last one is actually how do you want to be uh, perceived so one of the questions i always ask my clients right whether it's employees or whether it's in the uh, you know business owners is that what's something that's easy for you but difficult for others that, Interesting. Yeah, so that is a first question that you always need to ask yourself when you want to brand yourself in whatever environment that you are in. 
Yeah, and personal branding is pretty fluid. Um, like example for myself, I used to work in corporate for a decade, right? I used to work <laughs> in pharma, right? Pharmaceutical. Um, and then now transitioning into a business owner as well as someone who does more on the soft skill side, my personal brand changed as well because it does not, how I projected myself in pharma in something that's, you know, very corporate, very, very MNC does not work right now as a business owner. Yeah, because you may come off unrelatable, yeah. and disconnected. So you want to have in a, a personal brand that is more approachable, more relatable, yep. that sort of thing, right? Yeah. Um, now, obviously, uh, personal grooming must be a big consideration here, or at least a very material one, right? It's not just about uh, the image trying to connote or the addressing that you're, you're the right fit addressing. Uh, personal grooming plays a material consideration here as well. So what are the fundamental considerations here? And how do you talk to your clients about personal grooming? Because this can't be a straightforward conversation, I imagine. Oh, yeah. I mean, <laughs> I, I used to feel really uncomfortable being so straightforward. Yeah. yeah, but now, right, I just tell it to their face because I feel like if I'm not the one saying to you, no one else would, right? So you'll be, you be really surprised, version. Like the things that I have to tell my clients range from even bad breath, um, you know, hair smell, things like that, wow. yeah, are really very important because you might look great and you're handsome, but then you've got like your hair smells a type of way mm. that ruins everything, you know, that really ruins everything so unfortunately, right? So all these things have to be put in place. I would really sit my client down um, and I really would tell them the reality. This is what I see. And if I'm seeing this in the first two hours, everyone around you is seeing this as well, right? And I'm just brave enough to tell you, I guess, you know. Mm. So that's the first thing. And the second thing is we also need to manage expectation here. So I think one of the considerations people need to think about is that um, my money, right? Finances, right? How do you, how much are you willing to pay to really look the part? Right. So um, budgeting, you know, understanding how much you're willing to put aside to really like revamp your wardrobe. All these things need to be con uh, talked about as well. Yeah. Yeah, and I guess there's always going to be a, a relative level here, right? Some people mm. are going to need to focus more on it, especially mm. if you're more front-facing, right. some people less. Yeah. So, um, and you know that uh, sometimes just because the people around you, uh, sometimes the people around you have gotten used to our individual bad habits or lack yeah. of uh, awareness of a certain lackluster grooming habits, <laughs> um, you know, uh, yeah. Post-pandemic, I'm sure that's gotten a little worse. I know oh, my, yeah. my uh, shaving and trimming my beard habit has been um, <laughs> not as it should be yeah. um, post-pandemic. Mm -hmm. I should be a lot more uh, careful about that. Um, mm. But I guess that has really impacted, I guess, the habits right that we formed for so long. Yeah. Um, but that's a conversation for a different day. Um, yeah. Renka, as we come to the close in this conversation, a few more questions here. Mm. Um, what are the common mistakes you've seen clients make when it comes to your appearance? I think oh. this could really help uh, us, mm. you know, kind of, uh, you know, sometimes it's easier to learn from mistakes than it is to learn from the, oh, here's all the correct things you should oh, be yeah. doing. Yep. So I, um, the most common ones I see is uh, two, actually. The first one is uh, following trends blind, right? Uh -huh. um, I would say that trends are great as a guideline, but, you know, based on like your body type, your target audience and the perception you want to portray, 
maybe whatever that's really in trend right now does not suit you. Mm. Um, and that's what I always uh, tell clients, right? Trends are great, but you know, uh, here's a tip for everyone here, right? Like if you really like to follow trends, your wardrobe, right? If you are able to break it into percentage, it needs to be 80% things that are evergreen, versatile, and 20% that are in trend. That's how you should break your wardrobe down, right? So the first one is trend. The second one is people who follow um, individuals that they admire. Um, so case in point, right? Let's say you are in a organization and you see your boss and you really respect and admire them, uh, whether you knowingly realize this or subconsciously, you would follow this person's style. Mm -hmm. um, in fact, there was a joke. I We, we all <laughs> had this, uh, you know, when we were in corporate last time, we had with one colleague, right, that followed um, our boss so much that even when she was talking in front the jokes she cracked were exactly things that he would have said. Wow. Right. Right. So, but sometimes you don't realize that, right? You're yeah, just yeah. following. So your style follows that person, the way you speak, it's the way you carry. It's a subconscious kind of uh, uh, imitation. Yeah. It's, it's, I mean, I know imitation is a form of flattery, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I, I always tell clients, right? You can emulate, but don't imitate. Ah, okay. Right? You can use some things as references. Like, you know, I always tell them, I, I would always ask my clients, right? Who's your um, style inspo, right? Who do you like? You know, sometimes you would tell me it's their boss or their colleague, someone, right? And I would say, okay, we can pick and choose some things, but we cannot 100% copy because it will be very exhausting to do something like that. Eventually, you're going to feel like, be like, who am I, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, uh, I think that makes a... Um it's a big consideration. Mm. Uh, I don't know what you're going to say about my style in, in, uh, in sport because uh, it's based on, uh, the, I don't know whether it's true or not, uh -huh. but you know, Steve Jobs and Mark Zuckerberg used to wear the same things on a yeah. regular basis. Yeah. So I'm the kind of person who has uh, the same black pants, two, two pairs, the same brown pants, two oh. pairs. And this black polo you're seeing, I have yeah. five of these and another That's three why navy. So I always wear... I I'm see. always wearing the same thing. So I'm very consistent. I feel like that's why I feel like every time I see you, you seem to look very similar, yes. right? Well, that's a good it's thing. It's a very consistent personal brand, which is boring, I guess. I, I, <laughs> I, think, I think, you know what, if I, if I may, right, um, this is one, one of the most common things uh, participants in trainings ask me. Oh, what about Steve Jobs and Mark Zuckerberg? They wear the same thing every day. Is that okay? If you ask me, that's A-okay. Oh, fantastic. Yeah. I, have been, I have been given permission here. Yeah, because like if you already understand this, this works for you and you don't want to spend you know bandwidth thinking about what to wear in the morning then just repeat it I think right. that's perfectly fine thank you yeah. for that I feel so much better about myself <laughs> now um, yeah so we were talking about the common mistakes earlier yeah um and some mistakes there, maybe like you're saying, the over-emulation. Mm. Um, so how do you guide someone through something like that? Right. So I think first thing is to make them realize that, and then also um, have an agreement, right? That do you see? Do you do you realize that this is really happening, right? And and I would also share with them the points of like what exactly have you been imitating of that particular individual that perhaps didn't work for you. Um, and based on all these points, most times I would say ninety nine percent clients would agree. Like okay now I see it then it became becomes easier for me to guide them accordingly but I always emphasize this and this is one of my unique points um, that my clients know me for I don't transform clients into like a totally different person it, it's not like the curtains open and boom you can't even yeah. realize recognize who that person is all I'm doing is just elevating your style all I'm doing is matching your substance to your perception that's all 
right? Yeah. This is not a makeover kind of situation. No, it is yeah. a because you also want people to kind of be themselves as well, exactly. but maybe a refined version yeah. or the right fit version. Exactly. Um, so on a related note to common mistakes, but slightly different here. Mm. Um, what have you noticed that people often take for granted when it comes to appearance mm. and why do you think it's important? Okay. Immediately you have something on your mind. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, there's there's this... Uh, Phenomena that I phenomenon that I see with my clients, right? That they only realize the power of personal brand very much later in their careers, and in the beginning of it, right? They always feel that you know what? Um, I'm not at the space of wanting to progress in my career yet. Nah, it's fine. You know, I'll just wear whatever. Or you know what? I don't want to be defined by how I look, so I'm just not going to focus on it at all. Interesting. So, fine, you know, I I don't want to do, I don't want to look good, right? So there's multiple things on that. And the, the strange thing that I realised about some of my clients is that they associate looking good, looking pretty, looking handsome as a disadvantage to them in their career progression because they feel like if I look good, it's going to define me in my career. Whatever, Whenever I get a promotion, it's going to mean that I got it because I look good. Mm-hmm. Right? But then I tell them like, okay, you know what? I'm not going to transform you. I, I can't change what God gave you. You yeah, know, that's yeah. not what I do, right? But what I'm trying to do here is that I want you to be memorable so that when there's an opportunity, people in the higher level remember you that's what we're trying to do here right so it's it's a very interesting conversation you know it's kind of like you know your resume is right yeah you 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 got the substance there it is there right but sometimes you have to make it stand out a little bit uh to make it memorable so that the hiring manager it recalls that cv that particular thing and again hate or love it these are things that do matter because um our memories uh sometimes need a little bit of a uh, a placeholder to kind of hold right. on to something, right? To, yeah. to bring it back. True, um, true. Anything else you want to add to that, Radhika? Um, Yeah, and I think I, maybe this is also a good opportunity for me to just share this, right? Like, I think I do get a lot of clients who maybe in the first place are very defensive about how they look. Okay. Um, and they would tell me like, you know what? I purposely didn't want to focus. I don't care how I look. I always tell them, if you look, in the, uh, you look at the mirror before you leave uh, home, that means you do care how you look, right? Mm-hmm. Right. So I mean, let's let's just be let's just call a spade a spade, lah, Right. You mm-hmm. you you want you care about how you look. You just don't know how to get there. Yeah, because right? sometimes it can be uh, confusing and maybe a bit yeah. more complicated. Or yeah. you know, you've got other things to focus on, like your family, your work. Yeah. yeah. Um. So and then sometimes I and I've certainly been there where I've come I've come to a point where you know what I don't care about how I look, but mm. I did. You know, I actually do. Yeah. Um. And you just you know you focus on the other things and. I guess maybe overcompensate with the other things hope yeah. to hopefully kind of uh, deal with that mm-hmm. your inner uh, or my own uh, lack of expertise when it came to <laughs> curating an appearance, right? Yeah. Uh, but you know, Pinterest, Instagram, there's a lot of things out there yeah. for you to look at, uh, and obviously uh, people like you as well who can advise. Yeah. Um, Renika, to wrap up this conversation, mm-hmm. you know. Um, We've talked about quite a few things when it comes to the A of personal branding, right. appearance. Um, what are one or two points that you know everyone should be considering um, when it comes to our respective appearances and how it relates to personal branding, right? Or what do you okay. want to, you know, if no one else, if if no one remembers anything else from this conversation, right, right. what do you want them to take away from this? Okay, so I think the first thing is do not underestimate the power of appearance, right? And do not think that you if you're focusing on something like this, it means you're shallow or you're really uh, doing it for the value 
sanity reasons of it, right? No. Think of it, right, as one of the blocks of your strategy, right, in achieving what you want to achieve in your life. You've got to look the part. I cannot emphasize this enough, right? Now, another thing I want everyone to also understand is that when you decide to embark on this journey, right, have a conversation with yourself into like, how much time do you want to spend every day to look the part? How much money do you want to invest in really revamping your wardrobe? All these things, right? Once you've got a clearer idea, it becomes easy. Um, for me, I only spend 15 minutes a day to get ready because I've already got a system into it, right? So it's easy, right? Don't don't overcomplicate this, yeah. Right on the note, thank you so much for your time today. It's been a pleasure speaking with you. Most welcome. I'm really happy that I'm able to share as well, yeah. Yes, and we look forward to having you on next week. And again, yeah. folks, if you have any questions for Renuka when it comes to uh, personal branding or, the, or appearance, Drop us a WhatsApp at 018-789-8899. Just be sure to address the question to either Renika or Roshan so that we can uh, search through and filter the questions because we do get a lot of messages here at BFM for our other shows as well. Um, folks, we've, I've been speaking today to Renika Singham, founder of Image Revamp, a personal branding and image consultancy. And we've been talking about the importance of appearance when it comes to personal branding. Next week, we'll tackle the second factor in the ABCDs of personal branding. That's behavior. So be sure to stay tuned not stay tuned the whole week I mean make sure to be <laughs> back for that I'm sure it's going to be an interesting conversation again any questions drop us a whatsapp at 018-789-8899 uh, even if it's about the next week's factor I'm Roshan Gunnison you've been listening to Raise Your Game keep it here to BFM 89.9 the business station you have been listening to a podcast from BFM 89.9 the business station for more stories of the same kind Download the BFM app.